You are my bay. You are my BAA. Forever. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. I got what boys like. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I see them looking. Alright, welcome to the third episode of the Bay Podcast. This one's going to be a doozy. You got four fucking dudes on this podcast right now. So when I uh, say your guys' names, please introduce yourselves. We have Mike O'Donnell. Hi, I'm Mike O'Donnell, and I would do all the marketing and a whole bunch of other bullshit for Bay. Then we got CJ Sen on phone. Hi, I'm CJ Sen, and I come here to shoot stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then we have our bearded friend, Todd Sudatsky. Yo, yo, and I'm like CJ. I'm just here to shoot shit. And, and actually, Todd's, this is, Todd's been on here more, almost as much as me, technically, because he's only been on two episodes. <laughs> yes! Yeah, so Todd, yeah, Todd works with Anchored Star, who are basically our buddies, our brothers in arms in this Vietnam era. Like our sister company. Sister company? Yeah. yeah. Except for their beards. Bearded women company. Yeah. Women have beards. Yeah, she ever been to a, like a 1920s carnival? <laughs> so yeah, Todd's gonna be basically, and I'm I'm saying the word basically. I I don't care anymore. Um, Todd's gonna be the brunt of our shave comments. God damn it! He's he's a big burly bearded man, um, but well, at least you started with big and burly. I'll take. I'm getting a call from Mike Ferrucci. This motherfucker calls us all the time. <laughs> I got, we got to get him off. Uh, Ferrucci. Ferrucci, I'm hanging up on you. You can hear about it next week. <laughs> so, um, just we're going we're gonna to touch more on Operation MacArthur and Junction City later in the episode. But Todd is, Todd is the, the beard of beards um, in the community. And this guy is shaving. So if you want to look at dedication... For our events, he's shaving for... Is that the news section, Beard of Beards? The Beard of Beards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bay of Bays and Beard of Beards. Hang on, CJ. Go ahead. What, Bay of Bays? beard does make me feel like a woman half the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sorry? <laughs> I like to think I have a decent beard, but whenever I see Todd, I'm like, shit, man, I'm, I'm like a little bitch. Yeah, me too. Yep, same. That is a man's beard. So, yeah, we're going to try not to talk over CJ on the phone, but it's, it's going to happen, CJ. I'm sorry. It's all good. All right, so, guys, let's, let's start this episode. Mike and I just came back from Southern Front Events, Red Divide 3 in North Carolina. It was set in 1986, Yugoslavia. Yes. We were both um, GIs. Mm -hmm. Mike, you want to you start off? Start us off. Airborne. Was uh, it was grenade kits because it wasn't uh we didn't have quite any Panama stuff because it was eighty six so right. eighty nine yeah um really 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 fun event uh it was it was a great place to be um unfortunately I, I kind of got stuck behind the lines with uh, private pile and uh, our awesome awesome sauce fucking squad leader left us in the middle of uh, Saturday and I uh, I got I got stuck. Uh, Oh man, that was that was a time. So I'm um, I spent most of the weekend like kind of pulling security in the rear. Uh, I was on the line for um, like back of the old talk for the the town of Salton, but um, man, but everybody looked just absolutely out of this yeah. world. Like I mean, you know, all the photos you look at from the event, everybody was just you, you could put a put a filter on it. It looks real. Your thirty five millimeter photos look real. Well, they and, um, they're expensive, know, but they're worth. Like you can't even. Yeah. It's so hard to replicate that filter or that look, that yeah. green, yeah. in Photoshop. Like it, it's yeah, and the sen the sensors are different. You're not yeah. getting the same quality. Yeah, um, and you know, just the emulsion of the film. It's just a, it's an entirely different process. So that's that's what gives it the, the that quality. But um, man, you could you could tell they put a lot of hard work in it, and um, you know, there's a lot of love and care that went into that event. And I was I was really happy that we went down, and uh, you know, I've I've known. Brandon for a long time, um, not like super well, but we were. Uh, I met him through like World War II stuff at GZA back in the day, and uh, like him and Brian. Um, it's it's uh, it was it's good to see him like you know doing his thing, 
And um, yeah, he, I'm looking forward to more of those, man. That it was, was a lot of fun. It was so funny. He was like a little frustrated on Friday night because a few things weren't going the way he planned it. I'm like, yeah. like Brandon, like someone who runs events, when shit doesn't go that way or the way you planned, like no one's the wiser. No one knows better. Just like, just let yeah. it flow, baby. You know? And he was like, yeah, hey, it's true. And you know, you know what's funny about that is that the, I think the thing that he was the most frustrated about was the ruck march because yes. we ended up getting... Um, kind of dicked on the ruck march because there was the concrete barriers. There was a couple bridges out. And right, but that was part of the, like to the me guys. that was like part of the mission. You guys, well, had that, to that's out. what I'm saying. That's what I was talking to him about in the the cafe the next day. I was like, listen, man, I I had a ton ton of fun doing that. It was it's that was probably the highlight of my weekend because um, it, it was just an adventure and um, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a freak for for gym stuff. So getting a, a military themed workout. Uh, was just just fun yeah. in and of itself, and uh, it, it, you know we had fun. We had glow sticks on our helmet. We were like marching around, and then uh, at the end of the march, we uh, we kind of like settled into these like pine beds in the trees while it was kind of raining, and we were all like grabbing snacks and smoking cigarettes and having a laugh. And this is awesome because it was it was like two o'clock. Awesome. In the, it, dude, it was like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, for you yeah, guys. we were yeah we were out until like I think we didn't get back until like three yeah. fifteen or something. Yeah. But um, I rode in the back of the mutt on the way there, and then in the Humvee out of one of the side doors on the way back. So I got like I was I was geeking out the whole time, <laughs> dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. The immersion was like top notch there. Like Mike said, everyone looked a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I was actually the medic, so I was attached to HQ, but I got to drive the mutt. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. It, I was definitely making Duncan, the owner, a little nervous, which was making me nervous. He was freaking out. Yeah, but it's it's a hard. It was a hard stick shift to get used to, yeah. to be honest. In my defense, but I was definitely making no, him definitely. nervous. I was like, yeah, I, I got it. Driven it. Huh? I couldn't have driven it. So he's, he, well, he said, he's like, he's like, most people wanted to drive. They couldn't drive it. I was like, I'll try, you know, because he would have been better on the radio than me. You know, he was talking on the radio yeah, yeah. for that film. So, um, all right. So the, this, to keep the podcast flowing, we've been getting requests to do our own 80s event up here. So I guess we're trying to, we're not trying to step on toes with Southern Front events, but we're... No, no, no. I yeah. mean, that's why we want to acknowledge it. Right. So like, we're, we're going to be doing our own event uh, in the fall, probably September. So it's completely different. It's 1986 Yugoslavia, and it's... <laughs> no, I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, we had, we're actually looking at uh, South America, Yeah, a South American theater. We're trying to work out story... Uh, Roman, I'm giving you another shout out. I know I've been talking to you because you're kind of like our Soviet expert of the era. Um, so we're we're trying to work out details. That's I would say in the next week or so that's going to be announced. Yeah. Just to drop a hint, I'm I'm at least favoring. This is not official, but I'm favoring Colombia. I favor Colombia. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Well, it, yeah. dude, it could be anything. It yeah. could be anything. But yeah. I'm putting my uh, my two cents in. <laughs> On record, here it is. So, uh, CJ, let me ask you now. Let me ask you this question, CJ. Now, I know you're always getting... We're always like... I wouldn't say we're forcing you to buy stuff, but we're always like coming up with zany ideas, and you're like, ah, shit, I'm broke. And then you end up buying the stuff the week later. I don't know where you're pulling this money from, man. <laughs> but are you into buying an 80s kit and putting an 80s kit together well i i'm actually related to pablo escobar that's where the money comes from um so that's one good thing but of course i mean i'm almost there now i have uh a lot of uh a lot of my 80s kit already together um with the exception of uh, some little pieces but i'm definitely down to get everything else that's needed sweet because i'm a collector and i like to blow money like it's my job so yeah that's the greatest part about this hobby yeah giant money pit i I literally just bought five foot lockers in in about a month and a half so wait can i i I saw you posted i forgot to say can i get one of those uh yeah i I got a like a mint 1991 foot locker wood mint okay if if you're interested it doesn't have a tray sweet all right no they're, they're easy to build you might have to fight Darius over because I think he might want it, but I'll kick the crap out of Darius. <laughs> all right, so we're moving on because this is not the this is not a buy sell podcast here, right? <laughs> this is true. They got out of hand. 
and Darius is going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we actually, everybody at this podcast, we've all just came back from the latest Broken Arrow event, which is the week weekend before at Cookie's Chaos was the Astara Offensive, the Ragnarokker series, the first event of the reboot. So uh, CJ and I were the Volkland Defense Force commanders. So we were like the regular army. The, you know, we led the player base and kind of kept them moving. Todd and Mike were the op for, or the, the Fangs of Fenrir, as the story goes. Uh, Todd, since... You did. You spent the whole entire podcast talking about this uh, event. What were your thoughts on uh, coming out of the coming out of this first episode, and what's in store for the next one? I need more booby traps. I need better booby traps. Really, I dude, you got a few guys, and we were still finding them. We were finding them like hours after the battle, like that took place where those booby traps were. We had guys finding them. We were just like fucking around eating lunch. I heard somebody said they were standing next to one there. Yeah. I need a couple more though. You you, like, you want more, not I just. I want more. All I right. want more, and I need to learn how to place them better. Yeah. But I had a grand old time. I was to me it was great. I was, you guys worked really well. That you guys uh, you smartened up fairly quickly. Like you didn't just march in and just get slaughtered. Like you guys started to be a little more focused on the way you were attacking us. People got into it, man. Was, People really like. I mean, CJ, you can account for this. The players really got into thinking that they were fighting an insurgency. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what yeah, we're there for. absolutely did. And uh, it, was, it was pretty cool to see everybody really, really pull it together and really be a part of it and get immersive like that. And Mike, what was your uh, kill count? Uh, everybody. <laughs> Twice. Probably. It yeah, was, um, we... It was a real heavy trigger time day. For the future, I think for the future, CJ and I got to herd the cats a little better and get them to actually use real tactics instead of just marching like a, a trail of ants. Because that's a lot of times I caught the VDF marching like a trail of ants to each objective and just uh, getting killed one by one. It was like, dude, I went through a lot of BBs. No, I, I know. I haven't I know. been through that many BBs in quite some time. Me and Penn went through 15,000 rounds. Good shit. Like easy. Good shit. Yeah. But I mean, this is the first event that I've run and ever been to where not one person quit. And we had, we probably had 50 people, over 50 people. Yeah. And that one person on each side tap out. Everyone stayed in it the entire yeah. day. We, we went nonstop. We didn't have a break or anything. Yeah. It's unheard of. Yeah. It was, that was pretty crazy. I mean, I've, I've been playing a long time and to see that. That was pretty awesome to see nobody walk off. I mean, even the group that I put on the pretty much the death march around cookies, you know, they, they didn't leave. Complained a little bit, but, you know, they were still in it for the game, you know? Yeah, that's all part of the immersion. I mean, we had guys running out of ammo, and they were like, yo, they're, I'm down to my last mag, I'm not, and they stayed on the field. They didn't want to go back to staging to reload, you know? Like, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were, like, in, in it, and especially when we were at uh, Copperhead, and you guys kept, on like, yeah. probing us and attacking us. Everyone was like, yo, hang on tight. Yo, I need a mag. And you know, like people like trading mags. It was like, dude, it was great. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really what there was like six guys up there. Yeah. It's great when they, they work together like that. It's just it's nice to see everybody no, come together. But that's yeah. but you know and it so rarely happens. No, no. Yeah. And I think what I was saying in the last podcast is this is kind of like our Vietnam of the winter. To me, it had a really in depth feel to it where it made me Feel like it feel like it was a Vietnam event. Yeah, like it made me hungry yeah. for a Viet, Vietnam, you know, for summer to come. Yeah, it was it's objective play, and people were following it. Yeah, and they're fucking, you know, they're not, they're a little tryhardy, but you know, it 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 worked out, man. Like it really did. I think everybody had fun. Yeah. If I have one com- if I have one complaint, is that a few guys need to follow the uh, gear restrictions. Yeah. 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 I think we should we should definitely um, make a video or, or post it more and yeah. make it a little bit more apparent that it's required. Right. So what I th- and I don't know if I want to do this, but I think I'm going to make a militia faction because the militia 
you know, the civilian defense forces do come into play in this scenario and the story. But I don't know if I want to cater to guys not following the standards. Yeah. Because even the militia units are going to have a standard. Yeah. So I, I'm undecided on that, but I think um, I may do something like to... So, you know, if guys don't have helmets or... Or something. find that half, that like halfway. Yeah, point, you know? I, I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mark. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But I, I want more people to come, obviously. But there's a reason why we had those standards. It was A, to increase the quality of the event. Just a little, you know, that's just one little thing that's going to You guys look good coming down the road together. Mm-hmm. I was we like, look like yeah. A, yo, when I, you know, a lot of times I was in the, in the rear kind of hurting the cats. And, you know, like you see the back, it's everyone in a helmet. With a play carrier, we look like a like an army, like a standing army, which is which was part of the immersion. Yeah. But also, if you look at it from a distance, some of the fangs look like us. But you can go, oh, this guy doesn't have a play carrier or a helmet. He's probably an enemy. I gotta go shoot him. But yeah. Now we had a few guys in boonie hats and and chest rigs. Um, for the most part, I think we didn't we didn't have too many AKs. Everyone had an M4. Everyone was good with their weapon for the most part. Yeah. CJ, that's, what do you have? Any com- any complaints? Uh, no, not really. I mean, minus, like, I think we just have to try harder at hurting cats, but uh, it's hard to hurt, hurt cats. Yeah. But I think, you know, everything everything went pretty smoothly other than other than that, besides uniformity, like you, like you guys have pointed out, you know. Uh, other than that, I mean, that's all I got. All right, so the next event we're planning, we're going to try to squeeze one in. Uh, for ni- 2019, probably in November. Um, I'm working out the field right now. I know CJ and I were, were contacting a few people. Um, there, I mean, there are guys who are already like messaging us and have uh, are getting items for this event. Like they they're like getting suited up for it. Um, we have the, the terror scenario group, which is kind of like a GSG nine uh, national police force. And I already had three guys message me saying that they want to be like those guys, and they're making legit impressions for that. Like it's crazy. It's like a made. It's a made up thing. What but, event is it? Yeah. So the, the TSG, they're like the. No, no. no. What's the event? This is the, the second. Uh, Ragnarok. Oh, Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Ragnarok okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your beard's gonna have to grow back by then. You so put a lot of pressure on me. Well, now. think about it. No, tell you. You got, you got August. Shave your beard. <laughs> Grow your beard. Shave your beard. <laughs> make, up, uh, make up your mind. You got August, September, October, November. So you'll have th- three and a half months to grow that beard back. Guys, you're just using me for my body. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we you feel objectified now. <laughs> yeah, just, should I cover my beard? I don't like. Uh... Yeah, it's enticing <laughs> me. I like how Ariel's in the back just like giggling. But she's not going to be laughing when she sees his bare face. No, no, no she's not. No, no. We will be. Yeah, because she looks like a pedophile. It's bad. It's all right. We all look weird. Thanks, babe. Thanks. You're welcome. I love you. But you're my pedophile. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, every I'm sure every segment we work into our uh, podcast is going to be about Todd's beard yep. for this episode. So let's start. It, let's start with the next one. It's the. We have ex- like a like a little red button that you press. It says "Shave your beard, Todd." Shave your beard, Todd. <laughs> I'm gonna make that sound effect. Shave your beard. Todd. That's gonna be a sound effect for uh, this, yeah, like the like the Viking horn in the so, last oh, one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So the next segment that we're gonna talk about is a really short one. It's the expo uh, coming up in two weeks. So I'm going to plug the expo a little bit because uh, Ian, John, uh, John Van Ness, Ian Connolly, and Mike Copson, who runs OTP, we've been busy working almost every day, getting vendors and you know answering questions. We have, I think, we're pushing 25 vendors for this thing. It's nice. it's definitely the it's definitely going to be the biggest event. This, uh, I'm sorry, the biggest expo on the East Coast this year. Uh, that I mean that I've heard of. I feel like if I'm if I'm at least running an expo, I would hear about another expo, right? Like, yeah, one would think. Yeah, I, I mean, we 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 we've got. Uh, I mean, we had Tipman, uh, Amped Airsoft. Who else? Um, HPA Airsoft. Right. A few. Does Tipman uh, do airsoft stuff? 
Yeah, they they have a uh, actually have a really nice one. Yeah, really. It's all it's what is it HPA right? Uh, it's my, it's, it's um, my first um, shoot something gun ever. It's my Tipman ninety five custom. Those are like the, the ninety eight. Those are like the AKs of ninety eight ninety eight custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are like the AKs of paintball. Oh yeah. god, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was like you put paintball in it shoot. Yeah, <laughs> but they um no they maybe like three for about like three years it's four years they've had a uh, an airsoft. Rifle. Really? So an M4. Is it? Is it? It's, it's, it's got a nice little recoil kick yeah, to it. Cause, yeah. Because uh, whether she listens to it or not, Red Fury had one. She got one years ago. Yeah. And I remember taking a couple shots and I was like, oh shit, this is nice. Really? Oh, yeah. she's a, it's a badass gun. Yeah. She, she brought it out at the gate. At, I think it was at Bamplug when I was with that. And she was just like, stand back, baby. I was like, oh my God. It was nice. Oh, by the way, guys, this is Ariel. She's sitting around. Uh, Waiting for her turn for the Bay of Bays coming, coming uh, up. So just in case you're confused. <laughs> Spectral voice. It's, I'm actually Todd's beard speaking up. Ah, there you go. Ooh, that actually has a lot of meanings. Yes, it does, and it does make sense. I yeah. mean, I have met you guys, and it does make sense. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. All right. So back to back yep. to the expo. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna have a. So we're gonna have a GP small setup with a few of our we items. Are? Yeah, okay. unfortunately, Mike. <laughs> uh, we'll be in our base sweatshirts and tiger stripe pants, most likely. We'll have a few guys there talking about our events this summer. We have Doc Yang and Operation Macar- MacArthur, which are two of the events. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking a lot. Um, and then we also have Fallen Pedal Two coming up, which I'll mention oh, later. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's just ridiculous. That's going to, yep. we're going to cover that in the next podcast. Okay. Um, Fall so, pedal two, be prepared. Oh yeah. But, uh, we're going to have two raffle tickets for that. We're going to have raffle to Fallen pedal two, and we're going to have a raffle to Doc Siang. That's going to be our entry towards, um, the expo raffle. So that's <laughs> April 27th at OTP Airsoft in... Was it Pemberton, New Pemberton, Jersey? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I should know. I was just saying. Uh, CJ's going to be a busy man because he's friends with everybody. So he's going to be with Bravo 6, GST, and Broken Arrow. I'll be making my rounds. <laughs> he's a little whore. But what the sweatshirt are you going to be wearing, CJ? I'm wearing Bay. That's right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, next up. We're gonna do. Uh, we're a little late on this, but we're gonna do a long-winded recap of how great Junction City went. Junction, Junction City, Junction, Junction, Junction City, Junction City, Junction City, Hot ninety-five point seven FM AFVNBA Bay Radio, Junction City, Junction, 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 Junction City. Junction City, Junction City. All right, I don't even. Have to, <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that except for the dead in your eyes as you did it. You were just dead. I have to go to a different place, man. You, were, I, I sold my soul to the devil to be able to do things like that. So yeah, I you were in another world. Demons from yeah, you were fucked up. You you were slip. You were slowly game. slipping into madness. Yeah. Every, oh, man. every day a little was, bit more it was good though we should, I'll, I should get a rip of that and every time we mention Junction City that's what's going to play yeah so alright guys now my, <laughs> my brain is fried this guy fucking sucked the soul out of me doing this shit um, so it was our it was our first foray into the Vietnam Airsoft yeah. we had uh, CJ CJ basically was a rising star with us during that event, during the planning of that event. Uh, but Mike and I, Darius, Wes, uh, Chris Johnson, uh, who else? Who else is part of like the planning group of that? You know, we had we had uh, Ken Sliviak. Yeah, I am. You know, my dad, uh, Fred. Yeah. Uh, Randy. We all yeah, kind of wanted to start our own, you know, start our own. We really started Bay around that, and we started pondering how we're going to do our own Vietnam Airsoft event and what we want out of it. I think that 
the first thing we all agreed on was higher standards than what's been out there in the past. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't really a knock on anyone else's events or anything like that. We never, we just were thinking, all right, let's, you know, everyone's take. so close. Everyone's so close. Let's just step it up. Get everyone correct. You know, they, everyone. Come correct. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Came, Come it, correct. They all came correct. Um, and that was our first real big task with getting everyone to step it up and here's another kicker to Todd's beard but all these guys with fucking beards they shaved them for this event yeah. and everyone looked on spot or didn't fuck come or they didn't right. shave your beard <laughs> so yeah I mean that's not, why I didn't come <laughs> Todd, Todd's probably going to be a little bit of an odd man out in this whole conversation about Junction City but Todd's been going to Nomsoft for a while he's been to almost every event out there I can live vicariously through your words and he's signed up for MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And what we've done with Junction City, we, we're not going to change a lot of the things planning for MacArthur, but we also learned a lot with Junction City, and we're going to improve with Operation MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give too much away with what we're doing for MacArthur. I try mm-hmm. to. I always try to keep stuff tight knit until it gets closer to the events. Um, Makes sense. But we're planning Good a lot strategy. of things for MacArthur. Junction City, though, I mean, you look at the firebase. It had, it had to have been the biggest firebase put together. Like Vietnam firebase? Yeah. yeah. It was massive. It was a tent city. I mean, we had, what, like seven, six or seven GP Smalls? And then we had the medium. And then the medium. And then we had the, we had the talk box. Yeah. Uh, I mean. And then kind of like a little pump tent city for, uh, right. for all guys' gear. Or yeah. Guys who are just sleeping on their own. Yeah, we hit a lot of the Farby gear in pup tents, or some guys just slept in their uh, pup tents. Uh, we need more vehicles. That's our goal this year, to get, yeah. get more vehicles. The terrain doesn't really call for vehicles, so um, it's very steep. Vehicles aren't going to have a tough time in there. Yeah, I think it would just be cooler to have them on the base. Fire base. Yeah, yeah. The, goal, the goal was to if have we... a living, breathing fire base, yeah. and we accomplished that. We're reaching out to a lot of reenactors to get them to come. Uh, I think they saw our pictures and were like, "Yo, these guys are like these guys are airsoft. They're they're pretty legit." Yeah, that was that was a big um, big ego boost. I think for us, it's like a whole yeah. Maybe that's the wrong word for it, but it's, but it's like that's no, what we set up. Good kick in the pants. Yeah. You know, like okay, we're on we're on to something. Yeah, um, yeah. We we keep this up, and um, Randy is absolutely right that we should. Have more reenactors there because you know, even if we have guys who just want to come for the weekend and hang out at the fire base and be pogues, that if you know if you come back from a, a four or five hour patrol to a bunch of guys drinking Budweisers and and you know the handy one, it it just kind of adds to the experience when you come back to a, a fire brace that that's that's still moving and grooving without right. you. Yeah, the event doesn't stop. It's like the immersion doesn't stop. You come back from you come back from a patrol. You're still in Vietnam. There's still yeah. people doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I would like to, because um, I, I did this at Red Divide this past weekend. I just left my phone in the car. And I know it's a big thing for everybody to like, we play music and, and take pictures. But um, so I wouldn't, I, I don't want to make a hard and fast rule about it. But I would like to like kind of encourage everybody to like put their phone away and kind of at least, at least spend like a, you know, like half a day, like not looking at it and just try and put yourself in the environment. Yeah. Um, you know, not only to to be a part of the game, but I think it's good for everybody to step away from their screens for a second. I can respect that. Yeah. yeah but put yourself back in 1968. Yeah, man. That's 67. why we're here. 67. Yeah. Uh, what I would so uh, C, so CJ really caught on to the Broken Arrow group at Junction City. He was always a friend of ours. He he's been doing. Vietnam events for a while too, but he never really got it. Uh, now, CJ, I don't want to insult you, but you you never really got them to the standard that we had at Junction City. You guys always had like piecemeal stuff, and I I always took it as you kind of when you became friends with us and joined the group, you almost used it as like your excuse to get a little more uh, legit of a kit. Am I am I correct? Am I wrong? Let me know. I blame you guys for everything. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, before there was, there was, wasn't really too many, uh, NOM events around, you know, like, 
And then I saw, you know, with uh, Ian putting on events, and when you got, well, you guys put on events, you and Ian, and then uh, started going to that, and then that was it. It was just downhill from there, and uh, just a downward spiral into, you know, getting the correct kit, and then forcing my guys to get correct correct kit, uh, and just kind of, yeah, just went from there. So you can say you came correct. <laughs> yep. I, oh yeah, I can definitely say that uh, I came correct. That's another soundbite we're going to have. Come correct. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that I, I thought was a first, at least for um, the Nomsoft around here, is we actually had the first uh, you know, RON. We had our first run yeah. where the entire GI unit was out in the bush. We set up a perimeter. You know, We set up a logger site. And kind yeah, of that's, the, that's the first time anybody's done anything like that. We've, yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever even attempted that. I'm. Um, I mean, I've been doing this like for a while, like back, um, back in like the earlier like Lib Canyon days, and we would wake up early. Yeah. You know, we would get, grab a couple hours of sleep, but there was never a point where we actually attempted a, a remain overnight in the field. For anybody who doesn't know what Iran is, it's remain overnight. Um, so that was really, really cool to actually do, and then wake up with everybody still there in the morning. Yeah, was, sick. Uh, we were doing we were doing bad minutes every like thirty minutes. Just, uh, it that was those yeah it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right. we're gonna need to get the tracer working on the sixty for that yeah. next year for sure. McKenna had the tracers uh, working right. Was, yeah, but he's gotta get he gotta get red ones. Yeah, and yeah. the green ones. Yeah. yeah, get red ones, McKenna. Yeah, come correct with them, red. Come, come correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so CJ this year he got promoted. He's gonna be a platoon leader. For uh, second platoon, Wes is still returning as the first platoon leader. CJ is going to run a tight ship, he says, and I'm going to stand by that. No comment. CJ. Right. Yeah. See, he's already letting you down. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Sorry about that. But yeah, MacArthur, uh, August. 16th to the 18th we'll be up there august 15th for sure at tolcom massachusetts i think we're adding even more tents i know todd's group's coming up with a tent this year definitely um a few of the guys actually bought tents for vietnam airsoft and oh, they're gonna fuck yeah yeah so it's gonna be crazy we're gonna i i drew out the the base we're already like three rows dude we're gonna have like little roads we're yeah. gonna have like little streets in the it's it's gonna be like a little tent town That's man sweet yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like nervous. I'm not nervous, but I'm very anxious because there's a lot of planning. Dude, I'll co- I'll come Monday, man. I'll set mine up Monday. <laughs> I'll fill sandbags. I'll PT. I come correct. I'm probably gonna be you're gonna be you'll be correct. For yeah, a I'll week. be correct. I'll actually be off two weeks that time. I'm actually going to uh, Grand the Grand Canyon the week before that. Oh, cool. I know, so I'm gonna have to get all the planning done a week earlier than that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, it's gonna be crazy. It but Junction amazing. City, uh, just a testament to how successful it was, and I feel that it was a success. And it was our first event; it can always be improved on. But guys who've been playing airsoft for a while, guys who've been doing Nomsoft specifically for a while, they said it was the best event they've ever gone to. Or at least the best Vietnam event they've gone to, nice. or at least the best, the toughest critic, Vince said it was the best Vietnam event in the last ten years. Yeah. And I'll from Vince, Vince, if you listen, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I that to me is like the greatest victory of that event. Yeah. Uh, you know. So that, I mean, that was people, a, that was a real big compliment coming yeah, from him. Yeah. When people when people tell it's me tough that not to crack. Yeah. When but when people tell me that, I feel really good, and I said, you know. That's why I do this. I want to, you know, I want to, I want people to enjoy it. You know, I'm not getting paid. You know, none of us are getting paid money to do this. We're all <laughs> we're we're we, doing the opposite, yeah, man. Yeah. All, I'm sinking every last dollar I have into this. Yeah. So I mean, we really just want people to enjoy the events in our vision. That's really it. There's no, there's no like hidden agenda that we're out to ruin people or yeah. We don't hate just, on anybody. Despite. Yeah. We just we just really want to do an event in our in our vision. Yeah. Really. Um, I mean, that's what, that's what I've always wanted, you know, it's, um, 
you, you, I mean, I've been going to these things for a long time. So, um, I've always had like ideas of, of what I wanted, like what, what more could be done. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not about ragging on anybody. It's like, I think we could do more. And then, um, sometimes you just want to do it on your own. And I think it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Little, and, little tweaks here and there fill out everything and it just makes it that much better. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like it's a, it's a win-win for everybody because now we get to fill out the summer with more Vietnam events. Yeah, you had, like, like that, and that was, you have you have twenty, you know, like three or four more reasons to like break out your kit. Like we've spent so much money on these kits. Like, thank you. That's what we've been saying. There's just more to do. That's what that, when we started Indian Country and we did it all, you know, with Ian. We were like, yo, we just want another event to to have to do. Yeah, we we buy all this stuff. Why do once a year? You know, because because I remember like Liberty Canyon back in the day, like the first like three or four years that I was going to that. Like it's like. It's you're waiting all year for the next one. It's like, and now it's over, and it's you know, like you shot your wad, and now it's we're we're waiting for next year. I dropped like a grand before my first uh, Liberty Candy game because I didn't really know what to expect, and I just started buying stuff. That was. Mm-hmm. You be quiet back there, peanut gallery. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend's just shaking her head at me, but it was it was to me it was worth it. I would yeah. say I've and I've still kept collecting, and it's just. It's just to make the kit that much correct. You know, like, I want to... Correct. I want to be legit. Um, it's just the little things. Everything just makes it that much more immersive, and you enjoy the actual game that much more. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, Steven Cardellos is trying to come. Uh, so that's two guys that are going to have to shave. Well... I feel like we've seen him clean shaven before. Haven't yes, we? yeah, yeah. He does a mustache. He does the mustache. He does the yeah. mustache. I'd be intrigued to see what Tom does the mustache. With the porn stash? Yeah. Ariel, have you ever wow. seen him without a beard? Just yes. The, the early, stash. early on, you did right. Early on, it was he wouldn't. I wasn't living with him. It was like maybe like a month or two into us dating. I remember this. He wouldn't. Show, he wouldn't take a picture. He wouldn't send it to me. He made me wait until we went to the Foo Fighters concert, and I went. Was that the first time you saw yes. Foo Fighters concert? Okay, Fighters. But that was early on in your relationship. Yeah, it was, yeah. so, so it wasn't was, that crazy of a I, surprise. And I should have ran back then. I mean, <laughs> nah, he, dude, he's in a week. He's gonna have it back, and then I'm gonna have to he's shave it again by the shave. end of the month. He's, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. He's gonna have to shave every day. He's gonna like go to sleep and wake up with like a bush on his face. Yeah, sounds like a lot of work. I want to go to sleep and wake up with a bush on my face. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bush? <laughs> you know what kind, Liam. Oh, yeah. So what else we got, fellas? Uh, quick lineup coming up. We have May 25th, we have Operation Fallen Pedal 2. That's, it's, I hate to say it's a rip-off of anything, but it's definitely a rip-off of Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Yeah. It's, what do you mean you hate to say it? It's, we, we're copying Metal Gear word <laughs> for word. And just changing it to the antonyms. Yeah, it is though. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I'm flaccid snake for fuck's sake. Yeah, flaccid snake. Yeah. And we, what else? Then we got Doxiang, June fifteenth to the sixteenth, which is overnight at Tolcom. Yeah, it's gonna be a cool one. Everybody, get your yeah we, special num- forces group together, Mike Force. Numbers are okay for that. We got to get more numbers for me to feel confident in the event. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. We actually have a lot of NBA guys signed up. I just need a few more Mike Force. I don't know if people are confused with what Mike Force is, but just I've, I'm going to reiterate this over and over again. Let's talk about it now. Yeah. If you have uh, a kit that passed the Junction City, you'll be fine for Mike Force. You just will wear a boonie hat instead of uh, a helmet. Yeah. Uh, we have. Definitely recommend. Uh... Finding some tiger stripes. Yeah. Uh, I would go check out, like, Sessler's... Uh, does East Asia still make uh, John Wayne Dents? He does. He doesn't make he, the golds anymore. He does, but very limited stock. Gotcha. It's same for Morris. Morris has uh, then, temples. Uh, Soldier of Fortune from the UK is another good place to order from. And theirs aren't bad. No, not at they're all. They're not bad. Yeah. And they're they're pretty cheap with the shipping. It's yep. less expensive than Moore's. Yeah, they are. And yeah. you, you pay the VAT tax. You don't yeah. pay the... And I don't like Moore's golds. Golds that much? No. So, 
Yeah, they're not they're not as good as the EAS golds or my Sessler uh, tadpoles are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to do a. They're the ones that we we used on um, Annie for the photo shoot. Gotcha. Oh yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, Sessler's is Sessler's and Soldier of Fortune. I think is anybody's best bet who wants to look for tiger stripes right now. Right, but not or important. eBay. It's they're not they're not uh, required. You if you don't have tiger stripes, you can wear a regular jungle, you know, OD green. Jungle fatigues, and that's good enough. It's got to be sterile, though. Yeah. Yeah, sterile. Yes. Yeah. But if you have the junction, I'm sorry. If you have the 173rd patch sewn on there, I promise I will post how to cover up the patch just for this event. Gotcha. With a Mike Force patch. Could always take it off and resew it. It's not a huge deal. Yeah. I know it's annoying though. Yeah. I don't mind sewing. So. Personal um, preference, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, we need we definitely have a, a decent amount of NVA. We just need a few or more Mike Force guys. Buy a new top. Yeah, always a good excuse. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you ever, if you ever, sorry, CJ, say that again. I said always an excuse to buy gear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I do need another uniform. Well, it's Wednesday time. I need to buy a uniform. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's Wednesday. So June, uh, so that's for June. July, we have nothing. We're actually going to take uh, the month off from events to pretty much plan for Operation MacArthur, which is our big boy. That's like our Super Bowl, uh, World Cup final it's event. The flagship event. Yeah, we pretty much been we pretty much been spending every day since before Junction City happened planning this event. Um, it's going to be three it's three days it's starting on friday so anybody who's listening and doesn't have off for this get off you know get your time off i've said this in every podcast yeah do it now man yes. this is another thing that i don't understand about airsofters is the date is set in stone since like last year yeah get the time off now man just just request it and put it on the calendar just an extra day off of your uh, vacation days i it's worth it to me I would take the time off for this. I mean, yeah. this is a vacation for us, basically. Yeah, yeah it is. So um, I would definitely uh, do it, man, and come correct. Like, I mean, if you like Nomsoft, I mean, there's no excuse why you shouldn't come. I mean, that's just, you know, if you don't come, it's just, it's just dumb. I like it. A real salesman. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, come on, like. If you're if you're a, a Vietnam collector or a non-soft player, that's your passion. That's what you love to do, like all of us. You know, that's you know, why not go? You know, why not take that day off? You know, definitely worth out. it. Definitely take the Friday off and come up before. So, the event starts at four, so that's sixteen hundred hours. Yeah. You should be getting there at least three hours before the start time. So you really should be trying to get there at one o'clock. Yeah. And hey, and hey, man, if you got the Friday off, pack your stuff the weekend before. Put it all in the truck. Come up Thursday night. Come smash some brews with us. We watch movies. Yes. We play old movies. Yeah, we have we a have projector. A yeah, we have a projector. Uh, you can and... set up your gear early. That way, you can just sleep in and wake up on Friday morning, and you're good to go. I highly recommend it. That's what I've been doing pretty much my whole nonstop career, is going up on the Thursday before. But I understand that a lot of people can't do that. So if you want to come on Friday, uh, try and get there early, and um, you know, make sure all your uh, all your shit's wired tight. Come correct. Come correct. Um, what else? So so we have that's well that's really what we have uh, set in stone right now. Yeah. We're planning. So we're planning. Uh, the Ragnarokker series number two, which is going to be November, most likely. 80s event set in September. October, we may do a, a NATO Russia event, which was like our biggest event. You know, we had, I think, close to 80 people at Cookies for that one. So we'll do, we'll do that one again. And then we'll probably finish up the year with a World War II event at, uh, you know, I don't, we got to find the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a idea for July if we're taking time off. What do you got? I would like to to put a call out to all the nomsofters. I think because um, we've been talking about doing this for a long time, but we haven't done it yet. Going to like 
GZA or Zulu or OTP as a full squad of guys in NOM gear, and it's like free advertising, and we get trigger time, and we get to use our kits. Yeah, you know, even though it's not an immersive environment. Um, so I, I just want to like, I want to put this out there on the podcast. Please reach out to us on, um, on our Facebook page through our direct messages, either me or Liam, and um, maybe we could put together a couple days where. A whole bunch of nom softers could get together and we can go get some trigger time and and just uh we get to talk to other airsofters about the sport maybe get some people interested maybe pull in some people that have nom gear and definitely don't really know where to go yet because i feel like i run into those kids all the time like that have um like a mix of 56 gear or they have like a helmet and some fatigues and um look kind of lost and and just need somebody to uh Guidance. guide their hands towards the right things so they can uh, come correct. That reminds me. May 11th, we're doing the uh, Namsoft Jungle Orientation Course. Yes. And that's supposed to be kind of our makeup for the FIT, you know, the Farm Infantry Training yeah, Course. Yeah, falling through, yeah. That, yeah, I got canceled. So we're doing something. It's kind of a, a private event, invite only, but if you're listening to this event, uh, we're giving you the invite there's your invite if you really are interested uh give us a sh you know give us a message you know, give us a shout out we'll uh get you hooked up with that it's going to be a cookies chaos it's just gonna be a one day we have a couple guys that were actual uh platoon sergeants and company uh company first sergeants doing the training so we're gonna have pretty good instructors um they're gonna run you into the ground they will definitely make you come correct yeah Correct. I thought that was going a completely different route. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, so that's May 11th at Cookies in New Jersey. If you're interested, the price isn't going to be that high either. It's, I would say at most it'll be 25 bucks, 30 bucks, and that's going to be actually with a class T-shirt. So if you're interested, again, oh. uh, please reach out. It's a good event, and it'll actually help you get ready for the Tet Offensive, which is the week later. Tad offensive, baby. Yep. I'm excited for that one. Just because I, I'm excited to break out all the Marine stuff now. Yeah. And my M14 is ready to uh, nail kids. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for being on. Yeah, Thanks man. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having Junction, Junction, Junction City, Junction. 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 City Junction City Junction City Come correct Hey baby You got girlfriend Vietnam Alright everyone We got the uh, second installment of Bay of Bays With Todd's Bay Ariel So Ariel say hello to the listeners Hello And Todd's going to be here to defend himself against all the trash talking that Ariel is probably going to bring his way. Most likely. <laughs> so, um, Ariel is a little different than the standardized bay that most of the guys have in the fact that she's actually tried playing airsoft before. Whether, whether she's liked it or not, uh, we don't know, and we're about to find out. So, I'm going to ask uh, you a few questions here, Ariel. Sure. First question. What do you think about all these grown men playing with toy guns in the woods? Um, I think it's cool. Like, I actually, when the first time, like, Todd explained it to me when we, like, started dating, I thought it was actually really cool. I mean, he basically just said it's, like, paintball with... But better. But better. Hurts less. Um, but I think, honestly, it's really cool. I mean, as he says, it's, you know, you're not spending money on drugs, so why not? That's true. <laughs> I like how the, he explained it. It doesn't hurt as bad. Oh no, he, I, I, that's that's my thing. Oh, but he was he was telling you. Oh, that's what you came up with, or that he told you this. I think I, think I told we both her. Said I told it. her that because I figure it's it's at a distance. And you were planting those little seeds. The plant, yeah, plant yes. the seeds to to lure me into playing. Okay. All right. So, you're obviously pro airsoft, Todd playing airsoft. Yeah. What's your God, big I would hope? <laughs> to be interesting, like, babe, when we get married, this is over. <laughs> be ending before it starts. Yeah. Okay, so what's? Because now it, I want to say that you're be, you're going to become a nagging wife, but what's your biggest complaint about Todd 
playing airsoft. So when you guys do get married, this could be something that you got to start, you know, getting on top of with this guy. Um, I mean, I don't actually have a lot. Um, I think it's actually really cool and he teaches me a lot about it. But I think I have like the same complaint that Casey had. It's just when the game is over and he comes home, even though he does have a room designated for all this stuff to go in and it's like a child size like playroom so there's plenty of space there's stuff on the floor there's already. exactly there's stuff on the floor already i'm cleaning it up as you speak <laughs> it's a constant um it's a just, work in progress it's a work in progress forever and always and probably until he dies it will probably be a work in progress so it's just the clutter and tripping over stuff and I know that he's back from a game because I'll walk into our bedroom and there's BBs on the floor that, that I get to step that on. Often. No, it's actually not that bad because I, you know, vacuum and stuff. Touche. I like how she blows your spot up saying you flat out have a playroom. Oh, I do. Yeah. And <laughs> luckily, the, luckily, this podcast doesn't have like a million listeners. Oh, so. <laughs> I tell people about it all the time. I know, I know. So I'm not embarrassed. He has a playroom. He has. Thanks, Kenny, for moving out. <laughs> he has a playroom. He has a Lego room. But yep. I, it balanced out because I have a nice size closet, like walk in, like makeup room. So I feel like I think that's like the biggest thing, especially for women who are going to be dating guys, is making sure that the guys, ba- you know, balance it out. You know, make sure that, like, you know, if you're going to have a room of Aerosmith, make sure she has a room of something. So it's not just. Right. You know. And you kind of came into his shitstorm because you were moving in where he was already yeah. had his little system of airsoft mess. Yeah. So you, you know, you came in kind of changed it a little bit. Yeah, I did. I like I, I maneuvered it a little bit. I don't want to like change him because I mean the idea of coming into a relationship and trying to change someone is like just straight up. Yeah. Just give up. Like don't even do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So next question. Okay. Would you play again? I kind of want to do an indoor game. I, <laughs> I, I know, I know. But I, listen, I've, I've always been someone who's like, if I'm going to do it, go go in. And I kind of hate the outdoors because... Bugs. Because bugs. I, yeah, I remember you went to Bad Blood a few years ago and... We figured this out. Bad Blood uh, 15. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, wow, it was four years ago? Four yeah. years ago. Wow, and I mean I, that was that was probably the hottest one that, was, that I remember. Yeah, it was yeah. brutal, you know. So I don't blame you there. And hills, I was like, so yeah. I felt really bad for it because we were on that you, back corner. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I'm not even saying do do bad blood again, but EMR is a lot easier to. It's very flat. Bad it is. Um, but maybe do a smaller like a smaller event. I'll what was the other event. game? She went. You went to two, didn't you? Yeah. What was the was bad blood the one where I took the grenade or? Yes. Okay. Like a champ. <laughs> there was so much going on that we were up on a the one of those the small castle and she's I'm telling her, I'm like oh there's guys coming so we duck kind of low I tell her right I'm gonna step up I'll start shooting and then you step up and start shooting because they'll be focused on me. She ended up killing I think like three out of the five. I killed eleven. <laughs> sure, all right. She had, notches on her, anyway. she had notches on her. She had notches on her. I notched it. <laughs> Anyway, so I they end up swarming this notches. little. They swarm this tower. They end up doing pretty good. Some guy comes up with a pistol. Both me and her are already dead. You know, I'm swinging the flag. We're sitting there. Our forces finally show up, and they pin this guy up there with us. So they're shooting at it, trying to get out. Somebody decides to throw up um, an R2B. Ooh. Now, I've seen them, but that was really the first time I actually physically saw one in person. Right. So when it thudded, it took me a split second where I'm like, what is that? Is that a Thunder Bee? Is it just a regular flat? It's like, what is it? Finally, it dawned on me. This kid was laying on his stomach maybe four feet from me. He reached forward to try and grab it. And I happened to reach my foot out trying to kick it down the stairs. And basically, all I did was kick it into his hand, which then he pushed under her thigh so, nice. and of course, right as it basically touched her, it decided to go off. Mm-hmm. I still have the spoon. Yeah, the R two Bs aren't as bad as like imagine if you had like a thunder bee on you. Still, like but a, it's it was uh, it was basically on her skin and it yeah. went off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I still have the spoon, you know, so you can have the nightmares. Spoon? The spoon, the, never mind. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> Whatever. We'll we know for, what yeah, we're talking we'll about. We'll save that for another podcast. Okay. The inner workings of a airsoft <laughs> grenade. Um, okay, here's a good one. Favorite piece of Todd's gear that he owns. So your favorite piece of gear of all of his collection, like your favorite piece. Um, he has like the machine gun. What is it called? Which one? The black one or the one with the brown hand? The the really I got the big six the gallon gun. The PKM. The oh, big the... gallon gun. That's oh, kind the of mini gun. Yeah, the mini the gun. The mini gun. Oh, it's okay. pretty badass. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I, I don't. That. I don't know. I kind of like. All of this stuff is really cool, and um, I think what also kind of got us, like how we hit it off when we first started dating, was that we're both really into history. So, like, he has uh, like guns that are basically based off of, I'm saying basically, and like that we just. <laughs> it's all right, keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, that are, you know, they're historical based guns that, you know, they look like ones that are, which ones? Do, what, right, he, I mean, he has a good collection. Oh, I was saying, I was like the, you know what I'm talking she, about. She Say likes the, the, the things. Viet, the Vietnam weapons that the, the M16A1, the mm-hmm. uh, the M60. I mean, well, all, everything that I have is based off of a gun. But yeah. yeah. She likes the history. So me kind of telling her that or showing her that we're doing things, you know, legit yeah. enough right. that she appreciates the, the work that goes into it. Yeah, because right. it's, you know, the research and the history. I mean, I have, you know, I have a bachelor's of arts and of science and art history and history. So, you know, I'm just all, like, sophisticated and stuff. Stop. As she sips, as she as sips, she sips it, my, wine. my wine. You weren't holding it right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't, I didn't swish it. Yeah. It would have been awesome if it came from a box. Oh, God. If it came from a box, it would have been pretty funny. Oh, uh, fr- Francesa? Yeah. Francesa? All right, one more question, Nario. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple one. On a scale of one to ten, how obsessed is Todd with airsoft? Uh, twenty-one. That's uncalled. I could be worse. I mean, I'm bad. You're, you're bad. <laughs> I could be worse. You're, honestly, what keeps you from being bad is the fact that you don't have the space and you don't See? have the car. If you got a bigger car, you're like a girl with a purse. The Ouch. Which is the bigger the purse you keep filling it, you keep thinking like, oh, I'll get a big purse and I'll fill everything. And then you're like, oh, I have all this space now. Let me buy more. Yeah. I'm limited to a closet, but as you can see, there's a little bit of overflow. Yeah. Yeah. So well, my, you... my, my war room is not just airsoft. I have miniatures that are just... That you don't touch, that don't unopened touch. boxes. Yeah. <laughs> That's every war hammer collector. It's just... A pile of plastic and parts not painted. Yeah, basically. Every yeah. person I know that's ever done Warhammer, like I look at their collection, it's like maybe it's, a couple guys glued together. Everyone's just gray. No, I have, no one's painted. I have a decent yeah. amount of guys painted. But like, that's like the away. thing. Like I know that if he had, because he has too many things going on. He's got a lot of hobbies. He has he has a lot of hobbies. Which I mean, I'm totally, me too. Me too. So. And I'm I'm a total hobby person too. Like I do like my art. I do my painting. I do all that different stuff. And I get that because then you get focused on one thing and then you forget about another. But some other stuff, he's just like, I'm gonna buy this. I'm like, you're never you're gonna forget that you have it. And then five years later, you'll be like, oh, I have this thing. I should do it. And it's gonna sit in the living room. For another three years, and then I'm gonna be like, put it away. You won't even notice that it's gone, and then you'll find it again, and it'll mm-hmm. be a cycle. That's bullshit because you moved something on me not that long ago, and I called you out on it. I don't remember what it was, but I knew it wasn't there where it was supposed to be. All right, Sherlock Holmes, relax, because you probably <laughs> saw that that the dust was missing. Ouch! All right, she's just that, mean to me. <laughs> on that note, that's the I'll second. I'll never talk behind your back. I'll just say uh, it to you straight. Fine, my love. All right, any more? Any more bickering, guys? <laughs> so, yeah, that's the end of the second installment for Bay of Bays. The next episode, maybe next, maybe next podcast episode, we'll have a second Bay of Bays with Casey, who's been upgraded since the last time she was on from girlfriend to wife. So congratulations, me. Yes, but, um, <laughs> yes congrats. Yeah, but, uh, yeah so we'll, we'll see how things change now that we're married. You know, probably nothing's changed because nothing has changed for us. But uh, 
Thanks for coming out, uh, Ariel. Thank you, thank you for having me. All right, Ariel, um, go in the corner and drink wine now. <laughs> I will, and then I'll just mock you guys from the back. Be like, you sup? As long as you're quiet. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. It was a nice long podcast, so congratulations for finishing it. Have a good one. Take care. I make them want me. I like to tease them. They want to touch me. I never let them. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. But you, you're special. I might let you. You're so